Hello and welcome to Beyond Deck Circle here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Michael Levitt with Sam Fry. Sam, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic today, Michael. The sun is shining here in beautiful Columbia, Missouri. It has been a very nice weather day, a weather week so far, and it is symbolizing the a new beginning in the baseball world as well because... Man, do we have a lot to get to since our last show where we were still in a lockout. Um, I believe it was the next day, yeah, it was Thursday, Thursday yeah. the lockout was over, and it has been quite a frenzy since then in terms of free agency, in terms of trading, yeah. in terms of injuries, in terms of all kinds of stuff that that I'm excited to get into today. Oh, yeah. it's 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 a fun day to talk baseball. Yeah. It's always fun to talk baseball, though. Um, yeah, a lot to get to. Um, I guess first, we can talk. I mean, the lockout is over, like you mentioned. Full season, too, which is which is great after um, just, I believe, last Wednesday, um, the league actually canceled games through April 14th, which now they're sort of undoing that because the season's starting April 7th, and it's going to be a full season, which which is nice. I mean, the fans definitely deserve it. Yeah, and sound like there are going to be some doubleheaders, um, nine innings, unlike the seven inning doubleheaders right. we had last year, um, which I didn't really have like too big of an. I don't really care either way. Like that was not an issue of seven or nine inning doubleheaders that I was very on one side about. I could do seven. I could do nine. Doesn't really matter too much to me, but. It is good that we're going to have 162 games. That's going to be great. Um, and it's great to see just the fans getting excited again. And, I mean, April 7th is not too far away. I mean, like only, we only have... Away. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's it's t- it's about that time of year. The weather's going to warm up, and, and we're going to get, get going. Yeah, I mean, it's really... It's, it's coming together quickly now. I mean, because you still had... When the lockout first happened, I mean, there were like 200 free agents that hadn't signed with teams yet. I mean, during the lockout, you and minor league free agents could keep signing, but um, like any major league free agents could not sign a deal. Um, and so now you're having all these all these players who were free agents now suddenly able to talk to teams again, get to um, get to actually be able to interact with their teams i mean even players who weren't free agents i mean just being able to talk to their team and i mean i i think that sort of led to this flurry of activity yeah for sure um it it it's been i mean it it has and it's it's been great for the fans to see all the free agency moves too i mean just yeah. oh yeah your team is always you know i know like some teams are obviously not going to be disappointed, but there have been a lot of teams that have gotten in on the action. Oh, yeah. And that's been great to see. Even some of the smaller market teams have, you know, some have had, some have been, you know, selling guys, but there have been some, some decently smallish teams. Uh, the Giants aren't small, but like the signing of Carlos Rodon from oh, them yeah. was a big deal. And yeah. You know, the Braves, who don't often, you know, sign guys to huge contracts, signed Matt Olson to a big contract after yeah. trading for him. So, and we'll get into that later, but just like, it feels like all, most of the 32 teams have excited fan bases, and that's great to see too. But, oh, it is. But there yeah. are a few instances where the fan bases are, are less than thrilled, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later too, but... Yeah, I mean, there are a couple teams that have been sort of selling players off, trying almost doing like a full rebuild. Well, not 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 totally. I mean, it's hard to do that with only a few deals. But I mean, as far as getting rid of some major players, I mean, multiple teams have traded multiple guys. So it's yeah, I mean, it's good for some teams, bad for others. Yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, you know, the Tigers haven't done a whole lot. Um, they did sign Andrew Chafin today, yes, which I'm happy with. I think, you know, the bullpen last year was spotty um, at best, bad at worst. And it it's it's always good to have a good lefty arm in the pen. 
and that's and that's a good signing. The Cubs with a big signing yeah. of Seiya Suzuki um, coming over from Japan, so that's big. Yeah. Um, still, we have the the Carlos Correa sweepstakes are yes. <laughs> um, still going on. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. The Freddie Freeman sweepstakes. Yeah, still going on. Are yeah. still going on. Nick Castellanos. Yep, still, yeah, I mean, there are still yeah. major free agents out there. Yeah. Um, it's not like everyone's signing at once. But, there, I mean, there are some major names who signed, and we can get into yeah, that now. Yeah, we can get into some of that. Um, so, I mean, you already mentioned Carlos Rodon to San Francisco. That was, I mean, that was, he actually got a lot of money for someone who has a history of not really being able to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think he really, I think last year was a year where he earned a lot of that money. Um, yeah. Because you saw him take, you know, a, a pretty big step in terms of he was a high draft pick. And so there was a lot of expected of him when he came into the league. But he finally put it all together last year and ended up having a really good year. He went. Um, he went 13 and five, which I know wins aren't everything, but he had a 2.37 ERA in 24 games, 132 innings. Yeah. And, you know, only 36 walks to 185 strikeouts. So, I mean, 183 ERA plus. So, I mean, he, he earned a contract for sure. And it's, it's more the injury issues that, that give the risk. I mean, they're paying him. Forty-four million over two years. So I mean, with an opt-out after this year. So I mean, it's not obviously if he stays healthy, that's a great deal for the Giants, um, just because of his upside. And right. I mean, when he's healthy, he's he pitches well. It's more just being able to stay healthy. I mean, he did, even this last the last two months of this of twenty twenty one pitched twenty eight innings over two months because of shoulder fatigue yeah so i mean he's had arm problems before i mean even before that so it's it's more the risk is more injury wise than actually talent wise i think right and and i mean he's 29 so it's not like he's some dinosaur that's that's you know at the back end of his career the giant this is a i think a decent contract for the giants in terms of they saw how good they could be last year and they fell short to the Dodgers in the in the NLDS, and that rotation all of a sudden is going to be. I mean, Logan Webb is going to be back. Who yeah. at the end of last year, I think, really showed what he can do. And basically, going into the off season, he was like their only starter on the team, right? Because much. Gosman went. He went to the Blue Jays, right? Didn't he? But yeah. Gosman was a free agent. Alex Wood was a free agent. Yep. Johnny Cueto and Anthony Descalfani, all four were free agents. So Wood was the only guy from their of their regular rotation last year who was actually still on the team. Granted, they did bring back Alex Wood, and they brought back Descalfani. Right. Cueto's still a free agent, and then Gausman went to Toronto. They but, did bring yeah. in Alex Cobb as another starter, though. And, and I think that that rotation of Webb, Rodon, Wood, and Descalfani, and Cobb... I think, yeah, I think that's a good rotation. I think that's a perfectly... Especially if you're going to get some of that, you know... Uh, an offense and a defense as well, which yeah. was rock solid last year. It, I mean, it is going to be different because I mean, Buster Posey had a career. I mean, yeah. Buster Posey had a career year. Evan Longoria had a career year. Brandon Crawford had a career year. You had all these guys who were basically having the best year of their career. Well, Longoria, Longoria, or Posey have had really good years before. Um, I mean, like MVP level, but um, I mean. Posey's gone now. They still have Longoria and Crawford. I mean, but I mean, they're they're getting older. I mean, and Posey was ridiculous this past year too. Um, I mean, he was, and they're turning over the catching position to. I mean, their top catch, uh, Joey Bart, who's one of the top catching prospects in baseball. As far, I mean, obviously, I mean, at this point, Adley Rutschman's ahead of him, but um, I mean, probably not much else. I mean, nobody else is really ahead of him there. Um, yeah. it's just more. Um, uncertainty as far as can they repeat what they did last year? Yeah, and and we'll see. I I think that the I think that the NL West is is going to be another division where the Dodgers are probably going to win it this year. But I think the Giants could definitely get in a wild card spot with that yeah. expanded playoffs, especially and. 
you're going to have teams in the Diamondbacks and the Rockies that are probably not going to be very good. Let's be real about yeah. it. Padres are going to compete, though. The Padres are coming off a very disappointing end of the year last yeah. year. I mean, you think about a team that was pretty much cruising for a wild card spot, if not a division crown, and they the All Star yeah. break hit, and they yeah. just completely fell apart. And I mean, they're they they are going to have to deal with the injury to Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, he's he was their best player on the team, and he's now out half the season, which we'll talk about more later. But I mean that. Yeah. That's prob- that's going to have a big impact for them. Yeah, I mean their pitching was an issue this past year too, though. Um, I guess staying in the division, Clayton Kershaw went to the Dodgers for a one-year deal. I mean that's another guy who has a little bit of an injury history. Granted, he is. I mean he's a good amount older than Rodon is. Um, both. I mean they're both lefty pitchers. Both. I mean, I, I mean, Kershaw is sort of in the same boat where he's good if he's healthy, but at this point in his career, he's almost guaranteed to miss part of the season. But I also think the Dodgers are are in a spot where they've got a ton of starting pitchers. Yes, that's and true. they, you know, I'm not sure where the Trevor Bauer situation is right now. But yeah. even if even if he's out of the equation, and we'll say for the sake of this this show that he is. Then you still have guys like Walker Bueller and Urias, yeah, and guys that can at least, you know, Tony Gonsolin, you know, hold down the Ford at least, right? Until uh, if Kershaw maybe is unhealthy, and and they can always move David Price back to the rotation, yeah, too, and, if and they, they also to. have a one of the best offenses, d- yeah. in the game. So I mean, it's not like I think at this point of his career, the Dodgers are more of just keeping Kershaw around for the sake of keeping him around and, and having him retire a Dodger then put like that ace expectation level on him that, that has been on him, you know, in his, in his previous years of his career. Yeah. I mean, for someone who's, um, I mean, for someone who's getting paid $17 million, you, you, you have to expect that they're going to be, I mean, close to being an ace, though. Which I mean, Kershaw, when he's healthy, can. And be. yeah, it's, it's not. Is, it's yeah. not like he's some bum pitcher oh, that's, right. that's not going to do anything. Oh, correct, but yeah. but I think there's there's there is that margin for error when you're talking about the Dodgers, especially considering they're probably going to sign Freddie Freeman, considering the moves of the Yankees and the. I can Braves see Red Sox made. getting him too, though. Yeah, that and that would be. If, the, Reds, if, the, if the Red two, Sox yeah. do get Freddie Freeman, the AL East is going to be even more stacked. <laughs> just a wild division. Oh yeah, because I mean and you it, have the and Orioles, it has the Orioles but, in it. Yeah. yeah, so I mean it's it's. I mean, you could get a, f- a four four teams winning ninety games. Yeah, realistically, I mean, you almost had that. Did, did, they might have even done that last year. With because yeah. I think the Blue Toronto Jays was a game were, out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and bought yeah. So that's going to be a crazy division. Yeah. And if the Dodgers sign him, then you're going to have one of the best lineups that we've ever seen. And that's not even in a hyperbole, I don't think. Right. Because you're going to have Freeman. Do you put Muncie at second then, or do you or do you DH him? Maybe. I would, I would probably put Muncie at DH. The thi- I mean, I don't know, because I feel like if they get— Freeman, they're almost committing themselves to the fact that Gavin Lux is not going to play every day. Yeah. And I, they, they've been, like, prepping him to play every day for three years now. I mean, he's basically been ready, and they just haven't played him every day. Well, And, and they've, they've moved him around. I mean, they, he was playing center field. He was playing yeah. second base. So the, 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 the set spots, I think, for the Dodgers would be if Freeman signs, he'd play first. Obviously, you'd have Turner, the Turner left side. So Trey yeah. and Justin at, at short and third. You would have Will Smith catching and probably Austin Barnes playing like once or twice a week right. um, in relief. You would have Cody Bellinger, even though he had a bad year. I know yeah. he had like a you know fifty OPS plus last year or something like that. But they're not going to give up on him. Yeah, yet, he's yeah, obviously he's, no, no. They're not giving up on the potential. Right, bats and right, bats, Bellinger in center. Yeah, and then um, probably Chris Taylor in left. Yeah, and. Although, unless you put Taylor at second, I mean, but which then he you, can play. Yeah. I mean, he can play second, and then I, I don't know. You still have Muncie, 
Right. Well, minus two would DH. Right. So then Lux at second, possibly. Or I mean, they still have AJ Pollock though. That's yeah. So maybe that's why I was thinking Taylor at second could work. Um, right. I mean, it, it and maybe they might mix and match. I mean, Taylor's a utility guy, so I mean, he's and Lux can play all over. Turner can play. Trey Turner, that is, can play second. Muncie's first. I mean, they can. They like to rotate their guys around. Anyway. Yeah, they do. A um, lot of those guys play a lot of different positions and. And it helps that they have the versatility and the depth that they have. Right, and and you wanna, you wanna have, you're gonna have a lot of mouths to feed in LA, regardless. So yeah, it is good that you can sort of mix and match your lineups and give guys off days and keep keep guys getting you know at least somewhat consistent at bats. Um, so that's that's at least something that's gonna be in their favor. But even if they don't sign Freeman. My guess is they'd play Muncie at first, and then you'd have probably Taylor or Lux at second, and then yeah. the other one in the outfield. Um, I would think they would rather have Taylor in the outfield than Lux. Yeah, and Lux is more of a natural. I mean, he came up right. as, as a, and so you'd have then you'd have the outfield of Taylor, Bellinger, and Betts. Um, and then they still have the DH spot, which I guess right. could be Pollock, or I mean, yeah. could just rotate to give guys a yeah, day off. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not too concerned about Kershaw or the Dodgers, but we can talk about some of these other guys. Um Nelson Cruz, um, there was just a photo of circulating of, of him on Twitter with, with Juan Soto uh together and a lot of age jokes uh <laughs> that were flying around Twitter. Um but that's awesome that, that they're on the same team because oh, that's yeah. going to be so much fun to watch. And the Nationals are basically Soto's team now. Yeah. I mean be, I mean Ryan Zimmerman retired. Um, I mean, you still have Steven Strasburg, but I mean, his dependability has been a little questionable the past couple of years. I mean, he's barely, I mean, Strasburg, I mean, since that World Series, yeah, he's, he's, he has been absolutely snake bitten with injuries. He has, he has started since that, I mean, I know 2020 was, was 60 games, so yeah. take everything with a grain of salt, but since the 2019 season where he won 18 games, he has started seven games. Yeah. And that is all of 2020, which was 60 games, and all of 2021, which was 160. So that's, you know, rough. My math goes aren't great, but about 222 games. Yeah. I think. That and is, yeah. Okay. Um, and you start seven. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, you're not, I mean, not yeah. going to. He's only going to start one out of every five anyway, but that's still. Yeah. I mean. That would be basically seven times through the rotation would be thirty five games. Right. So 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 twenty twenty he started two games. So he yeah. was healthy for about a week. Yeah. Is is fair to say. Yeah. And I think he got hurt his first start, right. if I remember correctly. And, and then in twenty twenty two he was he started five games. So you're healthy for about you know, th- three weeks of the season, four weeks of the season. And the season is more I mean, the season is when you, I mean, it's it's you know a six month season, so you're yeah. you're adding it up, and you it's know. like, I mean, you're you're basically going through the through the rotation like thirty times, right? And and you do five, so I mean, you're yeah. for like fifteen percent of the season, and you know only twenty one innings in those five starts too. So even yeah. when he did pitch, it was and he very, wasn't great either. I, yeah, I mean, he had a five, four five seventy all right, which. I mean, he only threw twenty one innings, so it's 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 yeah. really and he was injured for. I mean, it, it's it's we know it's not a question of talent. Like Prime oh, yeah. Strasburg is one of the best three time All Star, was great in that World Series in twenty nineteen. We know he is a top end pitcher when he's healthy and at his best. The question is, you know, now he is he's getting a little bit up there in age, and. The question is, can he get back to that form that that he was in earlier in his career? I mean, he's he's been in the league. For, I mean, he's been in the league since 2010, and he was one of the yeah. best prospects. I think he was a number one overall pick. He was, I yeah. I mean, he in was 2009, the, actually. Yeah, he was one of the best prospects. He played at like some like Cal, like San Cal, Diego State, I believe. Yeah, I know he played yeah. at some California school. I I wasn't sure if it was Long Beach State or where it were. You know, UC because a lot of those. California schools are pretty good, but yeah, he ended up, you know, there were stories of him like dominating 
in college and just like oh, yeah. everyone was like he was he was ready to go. Yeah, San Diego State. Yeah, you were right there. And he's 33 now too. Okay. So it's, you know, he's up I mean, you know, he's he's not, you know, four year and he's not done. But he needs to get healthy and yeah. and turn it around if he wants to if he wants to to be a contributor and and, and, and the Nationals are also not really set on contending i don't think this year so it'll That's be interesting why it was to see kind of if, surprising that they signed nelson cruz in my yeah opinion. but but i also think cruz was more of a guy that's just like going to be a locker room guy and help some of the yeah. young guys out but i think if strasburg you know he's it, if say he comes back like three weeks into the season and if he makes a few good starts and and you get to that trade deadline and you're the Nationals and you're like 20 games below 500 and not sniffing the playoffs. And he's, you know, a contender needs starting pitching. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if we hear his name pop up if he's healthy and performing. I, I mean, his well. contract's pretty big, though. So I think yeah. that could be the only um, sort of barrier to a deal. I mean, if, if that were to happen. It is. He has a big contract, but. I, we've seen teams willing to take on risks, especially if you're trying to win a World Series. Like you yeah. gotta, and oh, starting yeah. pitching is, especially because of how he pitched in the world. Like he's a playoffs stud. Oh, he is. Yeah. So especially considering how he pitched in that World Series, I think maybe teams are, maybe going to be willing to take that risk. If, but it's a lot of ifs too. So I I fully acknowledge that. But it'll be an interesting storyline to follow this year. Yeah, I mean Nelson Cruz could be another guy who who they look to trade if they're out of it this year. I mean he, I mean he's on a That'd one be year back deal. Back to back years for Nelson at the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, and that division's tough anyway. I mean you have the Braves, who are the defending world champions. Um, Marlins aren't probably aren't going to contend this year. Um, but, but that Marlins pitching staff. I oh, mean, that's they're, they're going to be good, pesky. Yeah. They're just going to be one of those pesky yeah. like five hundred ish teams that you don't really want to play. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like, I mean, Matt, Matt's yeah. um, want to compete. The question is, will they? Yeah, we've talked a lot about the Mets, um, yeah. since, you know, this year. And but Phillies, I mean, they're, yeah. they're keep trying to improve their team. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so that division's tough. I mean, obviously not as tough as, tough as NL West, but as far as, like, having two dominant teams. But, yeah. um, I mean, it, it's, it's still a really tough division. Yeah, it is, and and we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But I I do want to talk about this this next guy and this team, especially the Yankees and Anthony Rizzo. Oh yeah, who I think the Rizzo signing pretty much puts Freeman off the table for the Yankees, considering he's going to be their first baseman. Yeah, and, and they still have Luke Voigt too, and Luke Voigt, who I think might get I, traded. Yeah, I can and, see them trading him. An interesting name for the Yankees on the trade market could be Luis Castillo because the Reds are a team that we have seen willing to sell guys. And they, yeah. they traded Jesse Winker. They traded Eugenio Suarez. They traded Sonny Gray. They traded, they let Wade Miley go. Yeah. You know, Castellanos will probably go elsewhere. And they are looking like they're just going to do a tear-it-down rebuild. So, and the Yankees starting pitching is good good but it isn't amazing i mean it's garrett cole severino if is he's healthy if yeah. he's healthy is good montgomery is what he is at this point like he's a good lefty oh, back yeah. of the rotation guy nestor cortez had a great year last year we'll see if he can put yeah. that together and they still have jameson tie on and jameson yeah. yeah so and so it's it's solid but i think an arm like castillo would be a great number two guy for cole i i, I can see and i've heard reports that they were they're already doing this Going, uh, talking with Oakland about either Frankie Montes yeah. or um, Sean Manea. Yeah, yeah, any of those three. Because Oakland's doing a teardown as well. Oakland yeah. is sort of in the same boat as Cincinnati in a way. Yeah. They're just rebuilding. Even the more entire, so, yeah. though, I think. And yeah. So with the Rizzo signing, is interesting because he isn't vaccinated. And they they do have a rule in place as of now that he will not be able to play home games or in Toronto, which... Toronto's a division rival, so yeah. it's not like it's that's insignificant. And I believe Aaron Judge is in the same boat. And Judge, based, yeah. based on his comments the other day, right? Yeah, yeah. And and 
my my gut tells me that rule is not in place on opening day. I do think that Judge and um, Rizzo will play home games this year. Probably. I Toronto now in Canada. I don't know. Yeah, that I'm not sure about. But I think that's okay. I mean, because how many games are you going to play in? Like maybe like eight nine games in Toronto probably yeah. this year. And I mean, I think with because I mean it, it's possible that it goes that it happens in Boston too. Yeah, which I think I mean obviously with the huge rivalry between Yankees and Boston, and I mean obviously Toronto's big too because they're also in that same division and are going to be good. Um, so I, I mean I think both are I mean important for having your best players available. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean as of this point, I think it, he probably wouldn't be able to play. Yeah, and, I mean, but, I, but I think like looking at the Yankees, they so the Yank going back to sort of the Yankees, they they traded away um, Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez for Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa from the Twins. Yeah, what have you? What has been your assessment of the Yankees offseason so far? Because it's been sort of bizarre. It has been bizarre, but I think, I mean, I think getting rid of Gary Sanchez was something they wanted to do, just because. I mean, he he's not a good defensive catcher. He's great offensively. I mean, when he when he's on, I mean, he's he's good. He he's streaky, but he's I mean, he's he's good at he's pretty good. I mean, for a catcher offensively. Um, but the fact that he can't even. I mean, when they when Garrett Cole starts, they don't start him. Start Gary Sanchez because he's he's not good he doesn't work well with him they start Kyle Higashioka so i think the yankees wanted to turn over Higashioka with, or turn over the catching position to Higashioka which sort of made Gary Sanchez leaving probably their biggest goal of the offseason along with getting a shortstop with Kiner Falefa is a great i mean he's a good shortstop there were talks yeah. they wanted to get Correa with, with this trade yeah they're taking on 50 million of of Donaldson's contract but for a team like the Yankees that has a ton of money, that's that's not too big of an issue. Um, plus, they got rid of Gary Sanchez in the trade, and they got Kiner Falefa. So I think that trade was a win for the Yankees because Donaldson's good when he's healthy too. And I mean, that's that'll be the left side of their infield, Donaldson and Kiner Falefa at this point, at least. Right, and and I was talking to my guy Hal, who's who's a Yankees fan, and he threw out the name Sean Murphy, and. If, who was, if who Oakland's was the A's willing catcher. to trade, and yeah. you know, if if they want to do like you know Murphy and Manaya in the same deal, and, and the Yankees would send over like maybe like Glaber Avoy and a pro, you know some prospects yeah. or something, and then Lemayhew would start at second. You had a you have Rizzo, Lemayhew, kind of left with Donaldson, and then Murphy. Yeah, and then you'd end up with that that rotation bump with Manaya or um, Montas. Yeah. And then the outfield is still a bit of a question mark because Gallo in left and Judge in right. Right, center. Well, they've talked about playing Gallo and or and Judge in center too. Boom was yeah. like, do I want Judge to play center? And I think that these are going to be the out the outfield for the Yankees. It's going to be Gallo and left. You can yeah. you can write that in pen. And Stanton Stanton's the worst and offensive think, of those three. So I think he'll be the DH. Well, and I think San, I think you will have games where it's like Gallo and then Judge Stanton in the outfield, yeah. and like you DH Voight. Right, I can see. that. And I think there are going to be games where it's where it's Gallo Hicks Judge. Yeah. And you DH Stanton, maybe then play Voight at first and give Rizzo a day. Yeah. Or like that. Or like I mean, have they're, that they're probably going to mix mix and match at the DH anyway. I mean, yeah. teams. Most teams don't have like. You can have sort of a set DH, but you're still going to use it to give that guys a day off now and then. I mean, even Nelson Cruz needs a day off. Right, and I think th- there will also be times where, where teams will just, like, give their catcher a DH yeah. spot. Like they, they, they Kansas City does that a ton, of, a ton with yeah. Perez. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think the Cubs could deal with, with Contreras, too, Yeah, uh, this year. I think they could. That's the first thing that came to mind, but... Um, yeah, the Yankees will be... I mean, they are playing in a very tough division, so they... Looking up and down their lineup, does your gut say, "Hey, that's a, that's an AL East winner this year," or maybe that's like more of a wild card team? I can see them winning the division. I just think, I mean, Toronto obviously is 
Just the talent on that roster is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. now that they got, they got Matt Chapman this morning. Yeah, that was traded for him from Oakland. So I mean, now you have him at third. You have Bo Bichette at short. Uh, Vlad at first. I mean, and, and, and then Marcus Simeon at second, who just had an amazing year. Or no, he went no, to the he went, he went forgot, to Texas, I keep forgetting yeah. he went to Texas. <laughs> I thought you were joking there for a second. It is. <laughs> I keep because now it's Simeon and Seager in Texas. Yeah. But I, that's that's very strange to. I, I, will, it will, does seem weird. Will Biggio yeah. play second then? I think at this point he would. Um, but and you he, still and yeah, and you still have Springer in the outfield. Yeah, you have Springer. You have Teoscar Hernandez, who was great. Yeah, unless he's a DH, possibly. Because then you have um, Lourdes Gurriel in left, yeah, with, and then Randall Grichuk probably in right with yeah Teoscar at DH and then Springer in center. And that's a and that's a great lineup. Yeah. And then um, as it is really, catcher is a little bit of a toss up just because they have three good catchers between Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, and Reese McGuire. I mean. McGuire's probably the worst of the three, I think, as far yeah, as... Yeah, I think, I think Kirk was more of, like, the offensive catcher, yeah. and Jansen, I think, is more defensively yeah. better. So they'll probably mix and match those yeah, two they'll, anyway. yeah. Teams do that with catchers, I mean, a lot. So it's... I mean, catcher's a position where you're not going to have one guy play six or seven days a week. Right. I mean, or even yeah, five no, to he's... six. Yeah, I mean, you, most a guy's going to catch a week is probably five, four to five. Yeah. Um... So and I, and I think that the that the that the that the Blue Jays with the Chapman trade became a lot more dangerous, and they've oh, got yeah. the rotation too with with bringing in guys like Gosman and Robbie and not Robbie Ray, um, but guys like my uh, Kevin Gosman yeah. to to sort of fill the void that Robbie Ray left when he went to Seattle. Yeah, and you still have a guy like Alec Manoa, who I'm very high on this yeah. year. You still have Jose Barrios, who and, they traded yeah, for. You still have Ryu, so yeah. it's like. You've got that, that top sort of core good, four yeah. in the rotation, and I believe they signed uh, Yusei Kikuchi. To be yeah, the yes, they did yeah. Sign, yes, they did sign Kikuchi. So, so Kikuchi and uh, Robbie Ray traded teams, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yes, yeah. this, this off season, but um, I think that is a good rotation, and they're going to have a good. I mean, they're just going to be a solid team. Oh yeah, they're just going to be a very solid team. Um, and that AL East is going to be quite the logjam at the top this year, especially oh, yeah. if Freeman goes to Boston. And I mean, you, you never want to count Tampa Bay out either. No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, plus Boston could be in the mix. I mean, yeah, I mean, those four, I mean, it's sort of, you, you don't know which one's going to win the division. Right. Basically, the only thing you do know is Baltimore most likely will not. <laughs> Barring something very unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Um, they They definitely... I mean, do you want to talk about Adley Rutschman speaking of the Orioles? Because yeah, we could. That yeah. is, That's... I'm I'm a little worried. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I am a little bit worried because yeah, you know, one of the funniest things I think in baseball is that Juan Soto is younger than Adley Rutschman, which seems. I mean, it's which hard seems to believe because yeah. I feel like, and but but and I feel like we've been talking about Rutschman. For year, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about this guy for years, and all of a sudden he's been shut down for three weeks for the tricep strain, and it's just he's he's already twenty four. I mean, he's not like he's twenty four. I mean, that's yeah. that is a pretty. He's obviously still young. I'm not. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to say he's some grandpa, but well, Soto came up really young. Is, yeah, is part of it. Too. I mean, he came up when he was twenty. So, I mean, it's not—it's more a case of Soto being young than Rutschman being old. Yeah, and, and I, I do. I Yes, I, I agree with that. But, like, even I think, like, top prospect-wise, you know, he's, he's on the older side, I would say. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I think he's even, like— I know that that he's, you know, he he's been on this like top prospects. I feel like he's been at the top of the prospect list for a long time now, and he's of of he. I mean, if you look at the ages, right, of of the top prospects, if I if I just list out like the top prospects ages. I mean, Rushman did go to college too, though. He did, and, yeah. but 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 even a guy in in you know, 
But even a guy like Spencer Torkelson, who's who's like 22 and a half. Yeah. And he went to college too. And, you know, so I, it's, it's tough because you don't want to see such a high prospect flop. And I don't think he will. But I, I hope it's not like, I hope he's not, doesn't have like injury issues or you know service time issues either but i'm 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 a bit concerned yeah it is it is something that's i mean it's a little concerning he's i mean he's not going to make the opening day roster now um i mean he's out basically two to three weeks with a triceps injury so i mean yeah i mean and with the coming season coming up fast there's he he's probably I mean, I think when he's when he once he comes back, they could make him their starting catcher. Um, like without, I mean, he might do like a rehab stint first just to get him ready for game action. But then, I mean, once he's ready, I I, I think they might just instead of sending him to the minors first, they might just stick him right in their starting lineup because they don't really have another catcher at this point. Pedro Severino left in free agency, and they I, well they did sign Robinson Chirinos, so he'll probably I mean at this point he would be their starting catcher. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's and the Orioles are I they're just not ready to compete right now and yeah. they're not going to compete. Um they're just going to be tanking again and you know right around that 60 win mark is is my guess for them this year. Um we do have to take a quick yeah. break. When we return, we'll talk about um more free agent signings and trades. Um, and then we'll, uh, go into our recurring segment this week in baseball history. Stick around on KCOU 88.1 FM. You're listening to the on deck circle. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. I'm Michael Imami. I'm Logan Franz. And I'm Patrick Herring. Join us each Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on Mid-Missouri's hottest sports show, The Hot Corner, where we discuss all the latest sports stories in football, baseball, hockey, and more. He then proceeded to bring his dogs back to his cabin, where he then proceeded to pull out of the race. Not because of the health of his dogs, just because they just didn't want to do anything. Listen to us each and every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. You're really trying to be right. I'm just trying to throw numbers at the wall and hope they stick. You're seeing the guy who picked the loser's score right two weeks in the wall. Yeah. Where are they going to find an elephant, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think there are just elephants roaming around Florida it would, on a regular it would, basis. Would it surprise you if there are elephants in Florida? I mean, I've been to Florida. It doesn't seem like a great place for elephants. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Welcome back here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Michael Levitt with Sam Fry on the in on the on deck circle here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Sam, uh, one other big signing that happened this week that I mean, I mean, typically international free agents get a 30 day posting period. I mean, Seiya Suzuki's ended up being three months because of the lockout. Finally, came to an agreement with the Cubs. Um, how do you how do you think this affects the Cubs? Um, not only their future, but how their chances of winning the division this year. I think you know. 
I still think the division will be between the Cardinals and the Brewers just because of the talent on their rosters. Um, but I think it definitely speeds. I mean, the NL Central is it's not some division where you've got this world beating team. Yeah. Like like the Dodgers or the Blue Jays or like a stacked team like the Mets or something like like this is going to be a division that's going to be pretty open, especially with the Reds completely selling off. And then the Pirates who I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. I think they're I mean they're just they've been bad for yeah. You know, the better part of 6 years now and I don't. They've got some good prospects. But I don't really see them competing for like a division title or a playoff spot anytime. I, I, yeah, I don't think this year. This yeah. year, I mean, possibly even next year. I don't think they really will. So um, I think. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're a Cubs fan. I think this definitely, you know, makes them at least a contender for an expanded playoff spot this year and for next year certainly. I mean, yeah. you're a Cubs fan. I'm sure you're excited about the signing. Um, they also got Anderson Simmons too. So yeah, I mean both that those guys. definitely improves the defense. I can see. The only question is where. I guess where they play Suzuki. I mean, he. I mean Simmons is going to be the shortstop, and then I mean you have Nico Horner would probably play second. Although that depends on if Nick Madrigal's healthy. So I mean that depends on that, but. Um, and Ian Happ's probably not going to be ready for the start of the year. So I can see, I can see, I mean, Suzuki is a really good defensive right fielder. Granted, so is Hayward, Jason Hayward. So I can see them putting Hayward in center. I mean, at least while Happ's out and then putting Rafael Ortega in left. Okay. Um, and just, I mean, having a really good defensive outfield for, I mean, and they're, they can mix guys around too. It's just, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I think this is, I mean, it's a lot of money for Suzuki. And the the biggest question that I have about it is how soon the Cubs are going to compete. Because if they're not going to compete until three years from now, I mean, then, like, the first three years of Suzuki's contract are, I mean, he's there, and he'll, I mean, he'll be good, but it's, it's not, not really helping the team to compete, um, so I mean, I mean, yeah, they did sign Marcus Stroman. So I mean, they they want to, they they're trying to get talent and try to compete. It's just more. I mean, the the division is winnable. I mean, if they if they have enough talent, they can win win the division. I mean, there's no there's no one like you said. I mean, there's no one team that dominates the division. Um, so, I mean, I can I can see them possibly getting close to Cardinals and Brewers. I, I I don't think they're necessarily win this year. Um but yeah I think I think it's a good signing. Um he was ridiculous in Japan this year. Um this past year hit 38 homers with a 317 batting average, 433 on base percentage and 639 slugging percentage. Yeah. I mean uh, I don't know. I mean I just feel like uh, the the only thing is I mean there there is always some risk involved with inter- with signing international players just because the talent between the major leagues and international isn't the same um so someone who's really good overseas might not be as good when they come to the MLB um so it it's there is some risk involved there but i think based on what he's done in in Japan i i think it, this could definitely work out well yeah, and I—I I mean, you got to take risks, you know. I mean, y- y- if you want to compete, you do. And I don't know exactly whether or not they're out on Correa yet. I mean, there were rumors yeah. about them potentially signing him even after the Simmons signing because they basically gave Simmons like, well, like four million dollars or something like very low. Yeah, it was—it was not much. And the the only thing with getting Correa though, I feel like, would be where he would play for this year. Because Simmons is obviously going to be at short. He's a better defensive shortstop. But, I mean, do you put Correa at third and move Patrick Wisdom to— I mean, they do have the DH to play with. Yeah. So they could put, I mean, Correa at either second or third and put someone— uh, put Wisdom at DH, put Horner at DH. or I mean, so—and they have a lot of versatility, too, which helps. It's just more, do they want to spend that much money on Correa? Right, and, and I do—I would— it it looks like he, like I mean obviously nothing is is 
confirm, but it he might even be signing back with the Astros. Like that's I what think I, that's probably the most likely and scenario. That, and at this I, and point. I'd be fine. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Um, I can see him taking. I mean, there's talks. Talks. He's even considering taking a one year deal at this point. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if the Yankees want to sign him after the Kiner Falefa deal. Yeah, I think they kind of want him to play short. Um, and I think that he's a good like Kiner Falefa is a is good for that Yankee because he's going to make a lot of contact. Yeah, in a lineup where you've got hitters that are just like guys like you know Stanton and Gallo and Judge that are just massive power guys. I think it's good to have some of that balance in the lineup. And Lemayhew helps with that too, right? So, um, Lemayhew yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo's a pretty a good contact hitter. Yeah, as well. and Rizzo's yeah. sort of a little bit of both because he yeah. he does have a lot of power too. Yeah, but he he doesn't strike out a lot, which is rare. I mean, he's yeah. he's good in that way. Um, and plays great defense at, at first, but you know, going back to the Cubs, I think they are probably like like an eighty-five win team this year. Is that I fair? can see I that? Mean, yeah, some, but but and, and and that might be enough to get a playoff spot. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I mean, it. They, I, yeah, I can see them being. They're probably going to be around five hundred. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think that they're not going to win. They're probably not going to win more than ninety games. Um, but they're probably not, they're probably not going to really win less than 70. Yeah. So sort of between there is like between 70 and 85 is probably where they're going to be. And, you know, if the Cardinals, you know, if Jack Flaherty, which he is injured again. Yeah. And he was, he was injured a bit last year as well at the end and sort of came back. Cause I remember I was watching, he's, his first game back was against the Tigers and I think he made it like maybe out of like didn't even make it out of like the second inning, and was obviously not not help himself and not healthy. So he it it appears to be a right shoulder injury. Yeah, and he is now missing a little bit of camp and could potentially miss the beginning of the year and probably will. Yeah, and and not only that, the Cardinals are also. I mean, Alex Reyes is in the same situation. Yeah, and and. You know he's the ace of this. I mean, Wainwright is good, but he's yeah. the. I mean, they want they need Flurry to be that ace, and if he's not pitching a lot, then all of a sudden you've got, you know, the division becomes a lot more open. Oh yeah, and the yeah. Brewers are solid. They're always get, they're gonna they have pretty much like most of the same guys they had last year. They haven't yeah. really done a whole lot. They added Andrew McCutcheon to, play, yeah, they did, to be their DH, that, which yeah. I think is a good deal. Yeah, I mean, no. as as far as having. I, I mean, he's not necessarily a great defender at this point either. I mean, he's not he's not as quick as he used to be. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, have just having him be the DH or possibly playing the field every now and then to give one of their other outfielders a day off. I mean, I I think that's pretty good, and it should help him probably become a better hitter too, because you won't have to focus on being in the field. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it's. <sighs> He he has been an explosive defender in, in the past, but I think he probably has lost some of that right that first step and that juice. But he's still a good hitter and you know an exciting player, and I'm happy that he's back in the NL Central. Um, um, but but I do think that's it's a division that that could be open, especially if Flaherty misses a lot of time, and a division where where the Cardinals uh, where the Cubs can compete for for second, maybe even yeah. first. So. I mean, yeah, we'll I mean, see. Flaherty being out, I think, definitely gives the edge to the Brewers as far as right. chances of winning the division. Um, because, we, I mean, with, if Flaherty's healthy and he's, and he's on, I mean, if he's, if he's healthy and pitching well, I mean, he can be, I mean, between him and, I mean, if Wainwright can continue what he did last year. No, oh, yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. their rotation is going to be good. Obviously, their offense, um, Tyler O'Neill broke out this past year. I mean, so Dylan Carlson, who had a great rookie year. So, I mean, they plus, I mean, Arenado at third, Goldschmidt at first. I mean, they have a, a lot of talent. I think it's more, it's more a question of can their pitching stay healthy? Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and if it can, though, like we saw them rattle off, like, didn't they have like 17 or 18 wins in a row last oh, year? Oh, yeah. They can get hot and... Goldschmidt was tremendous. You had yeah. O'Neill who really started to break out. Yeah. And you had, you know, Arenado obviously plays really good defense and, and has a good bat. So 
you've got you've got a team that's got a lot of potential in the Cardinals too. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can get to that potential mm-hmm. and and get to that ceiling they that we know they can be at. Um, but they did they were they did get off to sort of a sluggish start. And I think without their ace, they could be in danger of sort of starting the season in a bit of a hole. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those where, I mean, we don't know at this point how long Flaherty is going to be out. So I think that's sort of the biggest question is once we know that, it would then, I mean, that would help the Cardinals sort of figure out their other plans. I mean, right. if he is going to be out, then they need to sort of figure out what to do because they need to fill another rotation spot. If he if he's healthy and is going to be ready to go opening day, even in a limited capacity, I mean that's, I mean that's obviously really good for the Cardinals. And can he stay healthy? Because yeah, you saw that he tried to come back last year and just wasn't the same. So can they get you know if he can stay healthy, not just you know getting back and getting injured, like he needs to be able to be on that mound every fifth day. Yeah, because that is, I think. You got pitching staffs like the Brewers where they're sending out, you know, guys like Burns and Woodruff and and even guys like Hauser, just guys Freddy that are Peralta, very solid. Yeah. Peralta had a great year. And you have to have the pitching to compete with that if you want to win the division. Yeah. So And that bullpen's good too. Right. I mean, between course, Hader and yeah. Devin Williams, I mean yeah. that's a great one two punch. And and Williams getting injured before the playoffs last year, I think, was a big reason why the Brewers didn't advance. Yeah. And that was just a really impactful injury to them. So I am excited to watch the NL Central this year. I think it's going to be a three-horse race, and we'll see if the Cubs can can stay with them. Yeah, it it should be exciting. I mean, it it'll it'll be it'll be good to have baseball back again. Yeah, um, after the lockout for about three months, it'll be good to. We've only uh, got a couple more shows until the season gets started, oh, yeah. which which I'm very excited about. Yeah, so we'll be back next week to talk more. Um, I guess more injuries because we didn't get to all of them that we had planned to. Yeah, um, and there will be more signings. Oh, trades. right, we'll, we'll signings, yeah. trades, most likely more injuries too. Although right. we, you don't want to see that. Um, Hard to cover everything that happened since the last show. Because oh, yeah. so much happened. Yeah, so we'll definitely cover some of the, some of the stuff we had hoped to get to today. We'll cover next week, plus any new material. So we'll be back with more on deck circle next week on KCOU eighty eight point one FM. See you guys next week.